0: Hey there, Dreamkeepers. I hope you all had an amazing 4th of July. But don't think that the fireworks are done just yet, because this chapter is full of them. Join me as we begin chapter 4 of Miko in the Grey Citadel. Previously on Miko in the Grey Citadel. The family takes a break in the woods and Malcolm, once again, is acting suspicious. Chapter 4, Part 1 Malcolm wrenched the steering wheel to the right to avoid a massive pothole in the gravel road that, again, led deeper into the heart of the woods. Miko had hit a level of boredom that he had never experienced before and had essentially become a child-sized zombie. Lips puckered and her arms folded, Cat begrudgingly eyed Malcolm as he worked his way through the poor excuse of a road he had taken them on. It was hard to trust Malcolm in the moment, and it didn't help that he wasn't that great of a driver, but Miko had no other way out. He kept thinking of Cat and what happened to her on the side of the road. Worrying wasn't Miko's strong suit prior to becoming a Dream Keeper, but now It seemed like it was all he could do. Thinking back to his final get together with Talora and Quinn, he broke a smile for the first time since they left. Quinn was probably playing games right now and Talora was no doubt with him. They'd be the new duo until Miko came back, if he ever did. Even the thought of that made the faint smile he had retreat into his throat. He needed his friends. Stewing in his thoughts, Miko rasped his fingers in the window and sighed obnoxiously. Angry at the overall state of the trip, he began to pry at Malcolm. Are we there yet? Miko whined. Don't start. Malcolm immediately fired back without so much as a glance. Okay, but I really do want to know if we're there, Miko continued on. Miko? Soon. When we get there, we'll know, and you won't be in such a crappy mood. Malcolm, Cat hissed. Clearing his throat, Malcolm wriggled in his seat and clamped down on the steering wheel. After a few agonizing more minutes of travel, he finally pulled the car off to the side and parked it next to a large tree. No one said anything. Cat and Malcolm just stared off into the woods blankly. Counting quietly, Malcolm whispered a certain number to himself over and over again. Did the car stop working? Miko questioned and leaned forward. Still, no response. He sat back in his seat and swallowed nervously. It didn't look like they were anywhere special, just more trees, rocks, and weeds. Releasing a startling sigh, Malcolm turned around in his seat and stared directly at Miko we're here. He spoke calmly. You ready, baby? Cat followed up. Miko half expected to be set aflame by Malcolm's eyes, but they were kind and filled with a faint glimmer of hesitation. Where are we? Miko questioned once more, slowly unbuckling his seatbelt. We have to walk a little way, but it's just down there. I promise. Make sure you bring all of your stuff. Cat smiled to him and got out of the car. Hoisting his bag over his shoulder, Mika walked closely behind his parents. Malcolm and Kat carefully maneuvered through the trees, cautious as to not to brush up against anything along the way. Following suit, but in a clumsier manner, Miko followed their tracks as best as he could. Malcolm was muttering to himself still and would stop occasionally and carefully pick the path that he was taking. With each step he took, Miko could feel the rays of sunshine on his back slowly fading away. They were going downhill. In time, The rocks and bark grew damp. The air chilled like ice, and the murmur of the breeze had ceased entirely. Blinking out something that fell into his eyes, Miko soon came to realize that they were now walking in a pitch-black world. You doing okay back there? Malcolm called out to him somewhere from the darkness. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. I can't see anything, though. Miko's voice shook. Follow our voices, Miko. Cat spoke firmly. We're not going to leave you. Through the void, Miko felt Cat's hand land on his shoulder and squeeze it firmly. His breath quickened and his heart battered against his ribs. He could hear the rocks clicking against one another ahead of him, marking Malcolm's heavy steps. Everything they did echoed in the empty air, as if they had entered into some sort of grand hall. One of the last times Miko was in such a place was in the Sundown Man's castle. He expected a chill to course down his spine, but instead, he felt oddly okay with hearing the name of the Sundown Man. Either he had become numb to it, or he genuinely didn't care for him anymore. Both were fine. For fifteen unending minutes, the three of them crawled, leapt, and trudged through the dark. Miko lost track of his parents a few times, and fear would instantly set in. But each time, he'd hear their steps cease, then their voices, gentler and more caring than they had ever been, called out to him. You can do it, Miko. Keep going. You're almost there. We believe in you. The jagged rocks ate at his chest as he laid on his stomach and began to crawl through some sort of tunnel that he couldn't see. Cold, moss-ridden sweat streamed down his face and his clothes stuck to his skin uncomfortably. He could still hear his parents' voices cheering him on, but now there were other voices chiming in. They started off as a whisper, but grew louder and louder the more Miko crawled. It sounded like a roaring standing ovation at a concert hall. Whoever these voices belonged to, Miko developed a strange craving to go to them. He had crawled for what seemed to be a mile when he felt the space around him was getting tighter. Whatever he was crawling through, its walls had started to creep closer and closer to him. His eyes had adjusted to the dark and he thought he saw something not too far ahead of him. It was low, not too big, and it appeared to be getting closer. He could feel the pressure of his bag weighing down on him and his arms were slowly filling with lead. He was drained mentally and physically, and with the thought of that thing ahead of him now closing the gap between them, panic had begun to take hold. The voices continued, now ordering that Miko press on. They sounded more urgent now, desperate even. They screamed for him to get out of wherever he was. The space around him closed in even more, and now it was becoming difficult to breathe and even think. Miko tried to convince himself that none of this was real, but the more that he thought, the more his mind played tricks on him. Miko, Malcolm's voice suddenly erupted above the others. You have to keep moving. Do not stop. (music) Tune in next Tuesday to catch what happens next in Chapter 4. I'll see you all then.